the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Is WWTC Minneapolis St. Paul FM 107.5 K298 CO Minneapolis Intelligent Radio With SRN News, I'm Michael Harrington in Washington. Former President Trump in Nevada last night he says inflation has brought real economic hardship to families there. Inflation is costing the typical Nevada family $845 a month. These aren't my numbers. These are numbers from the people that do the numbers in Washington, and they try and make them as good as possible. You know that, meaning low. So when you see that, it's over $1,000 probably a month already. Newsmax providing that audio. The leader of the Scottish government says today she'll push on with her campaign to take Scotland out of the United Kingdom. Even if she loses the Supreme Court case seeking authorization to call a new independence referendum, First Minister Nicola Sturgeon wants to hold a referendum of some kind in October of next year. This is SRN News. This week in the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt, brought to you in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. This week, Florida Senator Rick Scott, chair of the Republican Senatorial Committee, gives us an overview of the key races in the Senate. We're going to be able to defend our 50. Join us for our program and sign up for our podcast at townhallreview.com. Every Saturday evening at 7 and Sunday nights at 11, here on AM 1280, The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. The Closer edition of the Northern Alliance Radio Network with the Closer himself, Brad Carlson, is coming up next year on AM 1280, The Patriot. It is a fresh edition of the program, but it is pre-recorded. Brad is back in studio to take your calls next weekend. It's the Northern Alliance Radio Network coming up next year in The Patriot. The forecast calls for a high of 65, mostly clear skies out there, clear overnight, down to 44. For Columbus Day, sunshine and 70. Everybody have a great Columbus Day. Forget the virtue signaling by the left on Columbus Day. Happy Columbus Day to all of our listeners here at The Patriot. The following program was pre-recorded, and the views expressed do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence. Engineering. Go flight. Master control. Go flight. Studio engineer. Go flight. We are go for launch in T-3, 2, 1. We have liftoff. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM 1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan, here is The Closer, Brad Carlson. AM 1280 The Patriot. It is the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with another edition of the broadcast we like to call The Closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks, as always, for tuning into our show. Feel free to check out my blog at bradcarlson.org. Follow along the show on Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show if you'd like to leave a comment or a question. Or feel free to check us out on Facebook. Just do a search for the Northern Alliance Radio Network on Facebook. Give us a like or a follow if you haven't done so already. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in. 
Uh, as promised, this being an election year, it is going to be a uh, candidate palooza from now until the Sunday before Election Day. We want to tout as many candidacies as possible, and we're going to get started right away. With our first in-studio guest, Ben Schwanke is running for Minnesota State House in the new House District 40A. I'm going to test to see if I can read a map. Uh, Moundsview, Arden Hills, parts of Shoreview, and parts of New Brighton. Is that right, Ben Schwanke? That is correct. All Thanks right. Thanks for having me on. Ben Schwanke, yes. Welcome to the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Um, reading off those particular areas uh, in the first ring suburbs, uh, kind of the kind of an interesting evolution in uh, Minnesota, where uh, the outstate has become a little more Republican, at least the way they vote. First ring suburbs have tended to vote blue DFL the past few election cycles. Uh, how goes the campaign thus far, Ben Schwanke? And what are you hearing in your particular district? Uh, you know, the campaign's going really well so far. Um, the parades this summer, we've had a great reception at, and I'll say in the past, in either helping out candidates or my past run, normally not as good a reception. So I think that's a huge okay. thing going into this year. Um, and outdoor knocking, the reception at the doors have been very well, too. So, I mean, the worst conversation I've had this year is, sorry, I'm a Democrat. And I'm like, whoa, that's it. So, you know, still good conversation, still pleasantries there. We're sorry so for that, optimistic. too. But, uh, yeah, anyways, uh, <laughs> no, no, I, obviously you're uh, very cordial with the uh, with the voters, of course. Well, uh, you know, we hear a lot about uh, the issues that Minnesotans uh, care most about. Obviously, uh, economic issues certainly uh, at the forefront. We're hearing a lot about public safety. Now, I know in the first ring suburban areas, they may not face the issues that you see that we're hearing about in the news in Minneapolis and St. Paul. But nevertheless, these people work in these areas. And so obviously there are concerns about that. So I guess what's kind of their general sentiment about the uh, public safety issue? You know, crime is actually the number one thing I'm hearing at the doors. Is even, that right? Even past the economy. And, okay. it's, and it's drastically changed, though, too. Even just outdoor knocking, you visually see it. Um, you know, out in New Brighton, I was... I was there a few weeks ago, and used to be, you know, every few houses you'd see a camera. Now it's every few houses you don't see a camera. So really? Every house has got some sort of camera out there and recording. And like you said, it's it's been creeping out into the suburbs. Um, a few weeks ago, just in Arden Hills, we had a 61-year-old lady kidnapped um, and then taken into Minneapolis. I heard and, about and this. robbed. Oh, um, my God. We had a uh, gas station robbed just a couple weeks ago. We've had some different shootings. And so, I mean, it's it's creeping into the suburbs. It's here. You know, we need to be able to do something about it now. I Yeah, you, you bring up that story in Arden Hills. I heard about that. That was, I think, like at a parking ramp, like at 8 o'clock in the morning. Yep. It's like yeah. these criminals are getting more ambitious. I mean, normally you're, you, I, I'm not, not making light of it at all. Normally you hear, it's like, okay, if you're going to be out and about by yourself in the dark, exercise utmost caution. You wouldn't think about at 8 o'clock in the morning You'd have to be looking over your shoulder like that, but uh, very harrowing, Ben Juanke. Well, <laughs> you know, that, that's just it. Like you said, not making light of it, but they, they they have free reign right now, you know, and it's the violent crimes are way up compared to last mm. year, you know, and if you looked at the 2021 report, it's over 17,000 just violent crimes. And I, I mean, that's staggering, you know, 17,000 people at least, you know, being affected by these crimes. Uh, and they're happening in broad daylight. You know, the you know, the cops aren't able to do all this stuff. The prosecutors aren't prosecuting fully. Judges are letting right. people off with lenient sen- sentences. It's, you know, as I like to tell people, it's it's not that all of a sudden 21 percent of Minnesotans became criminals overnight. Right. It's the same people repeating the same crimes over and over and over again. So we've obviously diagnosed the problem. This is something that has been talked about quite a bit. And and obviously here in Minnesota, we were kind of the epicenter in the uh, unrest uh, summer of 2020. And unfortunately, a lot of that has continued. So we've diagnosed the problem, as you alluded to, what the issue is. 
So I would imagine voters probably ask candidates like yourself, how are you going to address the problem if indeed we send you to the Minnesota legislature? How would you answer that, Ben Schwanke? You know, we have mandatory minimums for some crimes, um, but I would like to see mandatory minimums for violent repeat offenders. Absolutely. Um, You know, with the prosecutors not doing their jobs right now, we need them to actually be able to prosecute and have a minimum sentence for the repeat offenders. You know, not trying to throw everybody in jail, you know, stuff like that and, you know, minor crimes and stuff. Let's not be, you know, mandatory minimums there. But, you know, for repeat offenses, you're showing you just don't care, you know. And so those people, we do need to make sure that our streets are safe from them. Do you get a sense, uh, given this, uh, you know, kind of this general area, you know, has voted DFL the maybe past couple, three election cycles that people um, maybe are more open and going the uh, going the other way. I mean, you know, like you said, you're getting good reception at the door, but are you hearing any specific testimonials? You know, I voted DFL maybe the previous few elections. Give me a reason to vote for a Republican. A- absolutely. You know, I've, I've got actually um, kind of along those lines, one uh, um, member of the, of the area who is actually a DFL delegate to their Senate district has been helping out my campaign because really? he's not happy with how it was and, you know, has been helping in the Democrat Party, you know, activists for many years. And at least for myself, she likes me better than, you know, what's going on currently. Um, kind of along those lines, I had another just DFL delegate a couple weeks ago, stopped by their house, had a great conversation. And so you see my yard sign now out in her yard next to some other Democrats there. So it's People are open to it. You know, it's just making sure we have the right message and we're connecting with people. Now, obviously, uh, you, you have a have an opponent who happens to be an incumbent House member, and if she wants to come on and tout her candidacy, she'll get equal time, but we're not going to promote her candidacy here. <laughs> but along those lines, did you have an opportunity to uh, uh, meet with your opponent, maybe have a, a debate in front of the constituents to give people a sense that, hey, there is a distinction and there is another option out there? A- absolutely. You know, and she's a very nice human being. You know, I'm not sure. going to make sure. <laughs> you know, I always try to say that just because, you know, at least in politics these days, you know, we, we t- we're doing so many personal things. True. That's mm-hmm. the problem, you know, what's going on. We can't get stuff done when we're attacking people personally. Um, but, you know, when it comes down to the issues, absolutely. And I think it is two stark differences when it comes to the, the two campaigns. Um, you know, she's running mainly on social issues. I'm running on the issues that I believe are impacting families right now. You know, crime, inflation, education. I mean, those three things we have to take care of or we don't really have a functioning state going forward. Yeah, along, along those same lines, we talk about uh, the economic issues, and, and obviously folks are, you know, they are struggling with the basic day-to-day needs. Uh, gas prices got better. I see they're creeping up again, however. Uh, so there's those particular issues that people are worried about. And uh, the one thing I have brought up many times on this show is I never understood the rejoicing when it's uh, when you have the— uh, what they call surplus day, where they give the projections of what the budget's going to look like. And far too often we've had a budget surplus and all too often we've had people, particularly on the left side of the aisle rejoicing. It's like, Hey, this is good news. I've never understood that philosophy, how it's good news to take more money from the taxpayers than is actually required. So uh, along those lines, Ben Schwanke, what are some of the things that you and say, maybe your fellow Republicans are looking at to finally get out of control spending uh, reined in, and as we're seeing far too often, and we may address that, uh, far too many of these nonprofits involved in these just outlandish scandals. So what are some of the things that we can ensure to kind of get that spending reined in? Uh, you know, it's kind of, it's got to be an all-across-the-board approach. Um, right. Like when you're talking about energy, fraud, waste, like it, it's got to be all of it, you know. Um, when it comes to our energy policy and the main driver of inflation is our energy policies, 
we need an above the board or all across the board, you know, approach to it. We need hydroelectricity. We need some wind and solar, but we need to make sure that we have the nuclear moratorium lifted and be able to spread out our resources so that we're not reliant in one area. Because as you're seeing with gas, if we're reliant just on that, you know, when something happens, prices are going to go up and inflation's going to drive. And along those lines, you know, as inflation drives up, what most people don't realize is if our taxes are on percentages, as the cost of goods go up, the government collects more money too. You know, so we're getting, as the consumers and the taxpayers, we're getting hit twice because not only are the goods going up in prices, but so are the taxes that we're paying. You know, so that's where we've got to be careful on how we're doing this, you know, when it comes to energy to keep inflation down. When it does come to how much taxes are we collecting, what is that percentage? You know, do we need it to be such a high percentage that um, that Minnesota is collecting? Um, you know, when it comes to all of our taxes, we're almost always in the top 10 for every single one. You know, and so it, when we're looking at our surrounding states, and especially if you're thinking like, Hudson, Woodbury, Stillwater area, why would you not live in Hudson and get those tax breaks and come work here in Minnesota? You know, there's all those factors there. Plus, like you said, we've got to make sure that we have some checks and balances on the programs that we're putting out. You know, people need this money, um, like especially when it comes to feeding our future, like kids and families, they needed that money. They needed um, the support for food during that time when they weren't getting it at school. And we have people taking advantage of that, you know, so it's not getting to the people that actually need those services. Once again, we are joined in studio by Ben Schwanke. He running in Minnesota House District 40A. Again, it encompasses Moundsview, Arden Hills, uh, Northern Shoreview, Northern New Brighton, those uh, general areas. Again, those have, have been, uh, I don't, uh, don't want to say DFL strongholds. The DFL has won the past few election cycles, but it hasn't been by an insurmountable uh, amount of uh, votes, that's for sure. So it uh, sounds like Ben's out there putting in work and, and engaging in the voters who are very open to uh, Maybe looking at a different path, that is for sure. When we come back, uh, we're going to talk a little bit more. Uh, uh, we're going to talk a little bit more uh, with Ben about his campaign and uh, find out uh, about some of the other issues, the salient issues that the uh, voters are talking about. There's a lot on their minds. We already addressed uh, public safety and economic issues. Uh, talk a little bit more about the educational aspect. Obviously, folks are very concerned about their kids' education today. With again, House candidate Ben Schwanke running as a Republican in House District 40A. Back in mere moments on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Go nowhere. Sightseeing in Paris, at the mall in Bloomington, or on horseback in Dallas. We're where you are. Listen to AM 1280, The Patriot, at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. If you were lied to and buying a timeshare and worn out, you need my help. Hi, I'm Chuck McDowell, CEO and founder of Wesley Financial Group. Ten years ago, I started the timeshare cancellation industry by exposing the ugly truth about timeshare and giving folks the straight facts. I've been fighting the timeshare giants ever since, so no one knows this industry better than me and my team. Today, we have 383 employees and have saved our clients an average of $65,000 in lifetime payments. Imagine putting those timeshare dollars back in your pocket. If you were told in a timeshare presentation that this was available today and today only, that timeshare was a great investment, or your maintenance fees will never go up, call my office now. I guarantee if we take you as a client, we will cancel your timeshare or you'll pay nothing. Call now for your free information kit. 800-687-7979. 800-687-7979. 800-687-7979. 
At am1280thepatriot.com, you guide the conversation. Mike Gallagher, Midterm Projections. Here's what Newt said last night. The two most successful models, they use historic data. Both of them came in about the same number. They predict 44 to 46 seat gain by the Republicans in the House. Remember, when you get out of California, the Republican yeah. generic advantage is enormous. And in fact, in the swing states, even the Washington Post last week reported that Republicans are ahead something like 57 to 35 in the swing districts. What's your okay. Senate prediction? Plus three to plus seven on the Senate, plus 20 to plus 50 in the House. And I hope he's right, because it's our only chance to get this country back. Visit am1280thepatriot.com. Click on Hosts and search for whatever's on your mind. You'll find a deep archive of intelligent commentary. Get that Rack Shack attack, Rack Shack barbecue. To do you right, we take time for a You listen every day. I never miss it. So now it's time for you to join the conversation. Who, me? Like AM1280 The Patriot on Facebook and share your thoughts with like-minded conservatives. You can also enter to win prizes, learn about upcoming events, and more. Hey, welcome back. AM1280 The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks for tuning in. Back with another segment with our in-studio guest, Ben Schwanke. He running for Minnesota House in House District 40A, which is Moundsview, Arden Hills, parts of Shoreview, and parts of New Brighton, uh, talking about his candidacy. We talked in the first hour about uh, what voters are thinking about regarding public safety and economic issues, two huge concerns for the voters. Uh, Ben Schwanke, you alluded to uh, in that first segment that your opponent focused a lot on social issues. I have a feeling that's a euphemism for abortion, particularly in light of the Roe v. Wade uh, ruling at the Supreme Court. And, uh, uh, you know, not, again, not dismissing that as a concern because it was very much on the concern of voters. And uh, a lot of the uh, far-left surrogates, particularly uh, Alliance for Better Minnesota, anytime you go on a YouTube video, you have an ad of a person saying, if the Republicans take control in St. Paul, they could ban abortion. Well, no, they can't. Uh, so... Along those lines, are you hearing those concerns, Ben Schwanke, from voters? You know, I'm not hearing it at the doors. I, okay. I really am not. You know, even even talking with a, a lady at the doors just the other day, you know, I'm going up and asking her and just hearing back from her. And, you know, she's like, well, you know, my main concerns are social issues. And I'm like, all right, well, let's talk through this. You know, like, you know, there's strong views on both sides of the Roe v. Wade issue. And right? she comes and goes, well, you know, I think we spend too much on older people. We need to invest more in our kids. So, Interesting. so okay. you know, when it comes to most stuff, like even when like I think we're going to have that conversation, at least from the voters that I'm, I'm seeing and talking with, it's not the main issue. Because like I said, there's just so many other things that are right in the face of voters right now that are impacting their day to day lives. I like to think. Yeah. And I'd like to think the voters uh, are intelligent enough to know that, uh, well, there was a concept, there was a case law that was adjudicated back in the 90s that rule that uh, the abortion, whether you think it's right or wrong, nevertheless, it is a fact. It is uh, protected constitutionally here in the state of Minnesota. But nevertheless, it does not prevent 
uh, these far-left groups from saying that if the Republicans take control, they're going to look to ban abortion, and that just uh, is is not the case. So I like to think that the particularly voters in your district are <laughs> better well-versed in that issue. Well, along those lines, you talk about the kids, obviously education, huge concern for the parents. We really saw that come to the surface uh, in an off-year election, 2021, particularly in the uh, Commonwealth of Virginia, where they elect their uh, delegates and a gubernatorial race in odd years, 2021. That was a huge concern in Virginia, led to a Republican uh, scoring an upset in the gubernatorial race. So along those lines, what are parents saying about education? Obviously, there were some deep concerns, particularly in light of the pandemic, where they were seeing what their kids were learning and how unsustainable that was for kids to be out of the classroom. So uh, what are you hearing from voters uh, on that particular issue, Ben Schwanke? Well, first and foremost, uh, parents are happy that their kids are back in the classroom. Oh yeah, I, uh, bet. I mean that's I mean that's that's the key. You know, you know everybody needs a different type of learning environment, and online for some kids works well. You know, it really does; it fits their personality. But that's just not the majority of students. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they need that direct instruction. They need to be able to ask a teacher a question and feel like they're asking a question. Right? <laughs> you know, like you. Um, I don't know if you know this, but I'm a math teacher myself. I did not. So, okay. Um, you know, so during the pandemic, you know, as you know, kids are hesitant to even ask questions. You know, so a lot of um, things just went unanswered with them. Um, but you know, parents and kids, both themselves, especially you know myself, starting the school year, uh, they're excited to get kids learning again about math, reading, science, and the basics. There, um, you know, just talking with the kids. I, I I'll say I'm super excited this year. My and just having frank conversations. What with grade? My eighth graders. Eighth grade. Okay. Right? Um, they're like, yeah, I missed out on a lot. I need to learn. Like, what can I learn? What can I do? What can I do? And they just keep asking for more, you know? And so that's what I, b- I believe the parents are missing the most or, or wanting the most is the high expectation of achievement for their kids again. Yeah, obviously, we, we know if, if you know anything about the dynamics of schools, obviously you do, Ben, being in the profession, is a lot of that is handled, you know, at the local level. Hence, parents were showing up at these school school board meetings. So along those lines, what's kind of the state role in this uh, particular process when voters air their concerns? Obviously, you don't want to dismiss them, say, well, that's best taken care of at the local level. But what role does the state level have in this? Um, you know, for, well, my view of at least what the state should be doing, uh, you know, it's, it's their job to fund the schools and then kind of set up the uniform standards for it. Uh, but then each, you know, area is going to teach it or, or maybe have the examples, the stuff you're doing in class be a little bit different, right? Because each community is different. The same lesson I might teach in Minneapolis might be a different lesson that I teach out in Pelican Rapids, Mm, you know, just from the context that the students have, um, just where they're growing up, just their background information. You're just going to do it a little bit differently, but you're still going to have those same standards. Um, And so that's where I believe the state comes in play is making sure that, okay, if you have somebody in Mr. Schwanke's class and somebody in Mr. Jones's class and they move or transfer, they're going to get the same material, you know, and that's what the state's role should be, is making sure that all the schools are performing to a standard. Absolutely. Again, uh, Ben Schwanke uh, running in House District 40A. Uh, Ben, before I forget, I forgot to bring this up in the first segment. Uh, What's your website where people can uh, find out more about your candidacy? And obviously money isn't everything, but it is important. So if they maybe want to throw a few bucks and help uh, get the Republicans over the top in the Minnesota House, only need to flip four seats. Uh, Where can people find out more? Absolutely. You know, we do need some more donations. Or if anybody's interested in volunteering or yard signs, if you live in the district, uh, you can go to schwankyforhouse.com. And you spell my last name, S-C-H-W-A-N-K-E. And we'd love to have any support. 
So uh, you personally, I, I know that you, I, if I remember right, you ran in a, a special election for Minnesota Senate some years ago. Um, what was kind of uh, your motivation for, uh, and I guess, let me ask two-pronged question, have you run for any other campaign outside of that, and what was your motivation for getting involved this time around? Um, so my motivation this time getting around was I, I did run in 2020 in this area for the most part for Senate. Okay, okay. Um, and that was prompted by actually a few of my students asking me if I would run for office. Really? Um, yeah. Interesting. And so that's what kind of prompted it in 2020, and then um, we kind of drastically outperformed the top of the ticket in that area. Wow. Um, and so having made the different connections with both Republicans and Democrats in the area, I figured, you know, we've got to try this one more time. And the message was clearly clicking with some people, and it's just we need to reach more voters and make sure that message hits more people. Are you uh, seeing some uh, familiar faces uh, as you're going out and about? Say, I remember you from a couple years ago. A little different office, I know, but uh, they, do you, are you getting some of that familiarity factor going on? Um, I absolutely am. Yeah, you know, we do we do have a few new areas in general for the the new district, but um, in the areas in the past, it's like, oh yeah, you knocked last time. You know, great to see you out again. Um, and the support's kind of built on from that from last time. So it, it is nice that voters do remember and they remember us connecting two years ago too. Yeah, it's amazing to think it is uh, now a little less than a, uh, a month away until Election Day. Hard to be- hard to believe, but it is upon us, so it is uh, definitely crunch time now. Well, Ben Schwanke, we only have a couple of minutes remaining. Again, you're running in House District 40A as the Republican candidate. Moundsview, Arden Hills, Northern Shoreview, Northern New Brighton. Uh, just maybe take a, a final couple of minutes to kind of share uh, maybe your final campaign pitch, at least on this uh, broadcast, and um, what you need most uh, in the stretch drive here. Uh, you know, it's it's coming down especially to crime, inflation, and education once again. And that's what we're going to keep talking about. That's what we're going to keep hammering because it is that simple. If we want to turn around our state, we just have to get control of crime because if kids can't walk to school, if people can't go buy their groceries, they're not going to show up, right? You can't have businesses thriving. People are going to lose their jobs if they haven't already from it. And our kids just aren't going to learn. And, you know, if, and so if we're not going to be able to have a sustainable community with without crime impacting everything with an educated population, we're not going to have a future going forward. You know, and other states are showing it. Other states are coming out of this inflation and um, possible pending recession here. Mm. If you're watching it, um, you know, other states are improving and it's directly, you know, um, tied to their policies. Um, You know, one of the the inflation reports came out in August, and the Twin Cities metro area had the highest for grocery inflation in the nation. Really? You know, oh, my it's, gosh. It's, it's ridiculous. You know, and you think of Minnesota, you kind of think of farmland. <laughs> you know, why are we having, you know, the highest inflation when it comes to groceries? It's directly Minnesota policies. And so if we want to be able to actually get the state moving in a direction where we're thriving and not just maintaining the status quo, we've got to get a handle, once again, on the crime change our energy policies, and make sure we're getting those high standards for our students again. Yeah, check out more. If you want to hear more about Ben's campaign, learn a lot more. We've gotten some great stuff here today, but if you definitely want to learn a lot more, uh, maybe some things on the schedule, how you can volunteer. Again, these are these particular races uh, in the first ring sub- suburban areas, very important and very key to helping Republicans take the majority in the House. Again, they only need to flip Four seats, so it is a very doable. Schwankyforhouse.com. That's S-C-H-W-A-N-K-E-F-O-R. Schwankyforhouse.com to learn more about his campaign. And again, as I mentioned, money's not everything, but it is important, and especially in the stretch drive here because there are some... Uh, 
key aspects of the campaign they want to get out. And uh, can you find some of that cool swag on your uh, website too, Ben? Absolutely, you can. Yeah. We do have a I like that hoodie. Store, I gotta right? say, it's perfect for door knocking weather this uh, right. this time. So. Absolutely, but yeah, we got sweatshirts, bumper stickers, other shirts and stuff like that on the website, so feel free, that donation helps, and also along with that, any publicity you know, helps getting the word out and getting people to check us out. Um, like we said last time around, we had the right message, we just got to reach more voters. Absolutely. Again, uh, Ben Schwanke running in House District 40A, which uh, covers Moundsview, Arden Hills, the northern part of Shoreview, and the uh, northern part of New Brighton. Uh, definitely, uh, whatever the uh, campaign needs, we want to uh, be able to promote as much as we can. Again, Schwanke for House, that's S-C-H-W-A-N-K-E-F-O-R, schwankeforhouse.com. Uh, ben Schwanke, honored to have you on the broadcast, sir. Thank you so much. Best of luck going forward, and uh, we're going to be uh, keeping close tabs on your campaign, and uh, hopefully you get over the top here. So we appreciate it. Well, thank you, and thanks for having me on. I appreciate the time here. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson, The Closer. Back with another segment on the broadcast, forthcoming. Go nowhere. When you take the time to really get to know your body, you find that the root causes of its aches and pains are usually simple. The older we get, the more exercise we undertake and the more injuries we sustain, the more inflammation our bodies suffer from. It's so simple. And my answer to that pain is Relief Factor, which I discovered years ago and take every single day to great effect. It helps the body to fight off inflammation and I've never found anything that worked better in my life. I can't recommend it enough. 70% of the more than half a million people who have tried Relief Factor end up ordering more. That's because it works for them the way it works for me. Isn't it time for you to get out of pain? Your first step to becoming pain-free should be to order the three-week quick start for the discounted price of only $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF to find out more about this offer. Feel the difference. relieffactor.com. I appeal to you to fight. I fully recognize not everyone has a fighting nature, but everyone can help fighters. What's wrong is not to do either. If the troops have no supplies, the troops are worthless. This station is a fighter. So there's a very simple way for you to help this station, and that is just patronize their sponsors. Help us continue to keep the Twin Cities right by supporting the local businesses you hear on this station. Your heating doesn't need to be spooky this fall. The team at Standard Heating and Air Conditioning are here to craft custom solutions for you and your family. Get ahead of the howling winter weather and take advantage of this month's spooktacular offer and save $1,500 or more on a new furnace and air conditioner combo. The temperature dropping means more time inside. Ask your local sales rep about Standard Heating's indoor air quality solutions and receive $100 in savings on a UV light or electronic air cleaner with your purchase. Now offering 0% financing for qualified buyers. These savings won't be here long. Call now and save $1,500 or more on a new furnace and AC combo. Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, a family-owned and operated business. Visit standardheating.com. Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, providing the comfort you deserve since 1930. Call Standard Heating to schedule an appointment today. Mention the Patriot. That's standardheating.com.
Over 50,000 police officers are assaulted each year, leading to injuries and death. They know that if someone doesn't lawfully comply or resists, force may have to be used to obtain compliance. Nobody likes it, especially police. Help police by not escalating. Don't attack or try to disarm an officer. Don't argue, resist, or flee. After the encounter has been resolved is the time to address any complaints. Comply now. Complain later. Keep everybody safe. This message brought to you by the National Police Association. Learn more at nationalpolice.org. Hey, welcome back. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. It's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks, as always, for tuning in. Again, if you want to be uh, part of the conversation, just go to Twitter. Use hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show for comments or questions. And uh, feel free to check us out on Facebook, too, by the way. Go to Facebook.com, do a search for the Northern Alliance Radio Network, and give us a like or a follow if you haven't done so already. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in. Uh, the candidate Palooza rolls on as we are now honored to welcome in studio Elliot Engen. Elliot is running in House District 36A, which includes, again, I'm going to test my uh, map reading skills here, Lionel Lakes, Centerville, North Oaks, White Bear Township. Uh, looks like part of Matamidi and uh, Circle Pines. Do I have that right, Elliot Engen? You almost nailed it. Okay. Just no Matamidi. No Matamidi? Yep. Okay. No White so, Bear so I can't write uh, read a map correctly, apparently. So. Oh, it's pretty close. <laughs> So not Matamidi then, but part of White Bear Township? That's correct. Okay. Two precincts of White Bear Township. Yeah, well. I got it. Well, Elliot Engen, welcome to the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Good to have you on. Well, I appreciate you guys having me. Absolutely. Well, you know, we did have you on, and we were talking a little bit off air. We were reminiscing about how we had you on a couple of different shows. Mitch, I know, had you and your colleagues on uh, a couple years ago, back when you were in the old uh, District 38. Yeah. Uh, not to try to confuse the numbers, because I'll confuse myself. Now you're in 36A, but... Uh, running against a DFL incumbent back in 2020, and uh, not to bring up horrible memories, Elliot Engen, 100 <laughs> vote loss by uh, by uh, if my math is correct, and I'm a math guy, 0.36 percent. Yeah, unbelievable, Elliot Engen. So uh, you decide to make another run at it. Yeah, you know, ultimately that hundred number, it's always going to haunt me. But uh, <laughs> it also demonstrated what it takes to run a campaign. And now in 2022, all we're doing is focusing on where our energy needs to be expended. We know where it doesn't need to be. And we know where it needs to be. And it's directly at voters, hearing them out, uh, figuring out what their priorities are. And it's very apparent that here in 2022, our literature really hasn't changed. Our main topics have not changed. It's still public Mm -hmm. safety. It's still crime. It's the economy and education. Nothing's changed there. But there's a focus on it now because of how bad it's looking right now. So um, we're extremely excited and we're sprinting through the finish line here. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you talk about that in 2020. Obviously, Minnesota, for better or worse, was kind of the epicenter in during the summer of unrest and in the aftermath of the George Floyd incident. And then uh, crime continued to spike, obviously, uh, you know, whatever the rationale may have been, uh, whether uh, uh, police officers left the force altogether or maybe stood down or, or whatever the case. I mean, certainly that's an issue to talk about. But nevertheless, uh, public safety continues to be an issue. Now, we talk about your particular district. I mean, when people hear about towns like Lionel Lakes and Centerville, North Oaks, they don't automatically uh, think public safety. But I have a, I have a seeking suspicion, Elliot Engen, um, that is still an issue that is uh, on the minds of voters, particularly even in those towns. Yeah. Oh, 100%. I mean, first and foremost, it's the economy. That's what they bring up okay. most of the time. It's inflation, uh, pocketbook issues, because we see them every single day. Whether you're filling your gas tank or your fridge, people are having a hard time doing so nowadays. But number two is the is is crime, and the reason for that is some of them might work in the cities. Some of them 
used to may have worked in the cities. Right. And now they, do, they want to avoid it as much as possible because they see what's going on. And they feel like it's being incentivized because our policies aren't disincentivizing crime from occurring there. And now it's leaking into the suburbs. And they hear about the carjackings that wow. are going on in their, in their uh, brand new developments. And they mm-hmm. hear about uh, catalytic converters constantly being stolen to the point where they're tagging them themselves. Um, that's what we're up against. And I was actually knocking doors in Lionel Lakes. This was in Precinct 7 a few weeks back. And a gentleman had told me he was a 10-year Army veteran, uh, came back and oh, from overseas and started working for the Minneapolis Police Department. Okay. He said that he knew it was time to quit the police force and, and move on to other pastures when he was performing a CPR on a five-year-old drowned victim. Oh, my God. And okay. as he drove away from the scene, uh, unfortunately, it, it was a deceased and uh, he was being flipped off and called obscenities by the same residents that he was just trying to serve. Sure. So there needs to be a culture of respect between police and the communities that they serve. And it's not always one-sided. We understand that, especially in the wake of uh, the Derek Chauvin trial and everything that we've seen there. Um, there's rational conversations to be had, but the entire profession's been vilified. Mm-hmm. And so we have to bring back some sense of uh, respect for for our law enforcement officers. Now, along those same lines, I mean, we hear a lot about uh, the issues uh, um, that, uh, you know, there have been, uh, whether it's county attorneys choosing not to prosecute certain crimes, or if they do prosecute certain crimes, uh, they're given lenient, sentence, lenient sentences by, uh, uh, by the judges. Obviously, you know, that's under their purview. So along those lines, what kind of role, in your estimation, does state government elected officials at the state level have in those particular issues that are, you know, where decisions are being made at the county level and sadly not the best decisions, L.A. Dankin. Yeah, well, I think ultimately it comes down to our sentencing guidelines. We need to strengthen those. And we also need to say, hey, we're not going to allow judges' chambers or prosecutors' offices to become uh, levels of activism. We're not just going to allow rampant activism to happen in, the, in, those, uh, in those areas because there are statutes on the books that we need to be enforcing. And if we're not enforcing them, then that's an issue. Right, right. And uh, that's where that revolving door ends up coming in is when uh, we have we've almost taken the uh, term criminal justice reform and applied it too broadly to the violent repeat felons who we're seeing continue uh, to to actually create all of these violent actions. Right. So that's where we can play a role. Uh, it doesn't mean that it's one size fits all. And I understand that you have to have tactful, tactful argumentation when you're going into those discussions. But that's where I think we can start. Yeah, absolutely. And and again, you know, these are uh, I mean, we're hearing about uh, you know, we don't mean to call out individuals, but, you know, a county that uh, you're running to represent Ramsey County. I mean, yeah. primarily a lot of the areas that you're uh, running in is are in Ramsey County. You had the Ramsey County attorney talking about that uh, any any. Th- anything learned from pretextual stops, like say you pulled somebody over for expired license tabs. I mean, he's, they're not, and they have a warrant out for a serious offense. They're not, they're cho- They're not going to go after that serious offense, which is just unconscionably Elliot and Angan. And I know that's in reaction to the Dante Wright incident, but we, we, we can't be reactionary that way. I mean, now yeah, that was a horrible tragedy and a mistake that was made in Brooklyn center, but it seems like uh, all too often we're becoming more and more reactionary in our in the way we view our politics here. Well, I think you just nailed it. And we had seen that uh, at my time at uh, GDO law. We, we dealt in Ramsey County and following the Dante Wright incident, Kim Potter incident, which was tragic on both sides. Yeah, we can absolutely. both agree that um, what we saw was John Choi start to say, we're not going to prosecute felony uh, felony convictions out of these low level traffic right. stops. Well, that gave an incentive 
for defense defense attorneys to then want to move towards a felony conviction or a felony a felony trial and so it actually created kind of a kangaroo court in and of itself Mm -hmm. and a lot of folks were saying how in the heck could this be this doesn't make any sense that's where we find 89 percent of the illegal firearms in the state of minnesota that are in the hands of violent criminals so when the dfl is talking about how we're we're extreme on on guns i'm sorry it's your guys as prosecutors that aren't going after the guns that are in the hands of bad guys so it uh like you said reactionary is the perfect word for it and i think that we live in a world where outrage sells and it it, that always needs another revolution it always needs immediate action but when we legislate on those on those grounds rather than what works in practice then i think that we're going to have a lot of holes yeah obviously you 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 bring up a you bring up a good point uh the the gun violence issue i know that's something that uh has been you know, talked about a lot, particularly at the national level. I mean, anytime there is a spree killing and, you know, we talk about the reactionary politics, immediately they start uh, suggesting um, sta- uh, laws that would have done nothing to prevent the shooting in which they're demagogue. And while at the state level, obviously, uh, uh, Governor Tim Walls, this has been a drumbeat of his and his uh, fellow progressive activists uh, regarding gun violence. And the one thing we that they, no one ever seems to address uh until we're about a month out from election day, is straw purchases. Because the one thing you ask is like, how does a 16-year-old get his hands on a high-caliber weapon like that? That's what we need to focus on. And it was never focused on until all of a sudden the sitting attorney general wants to go after a corporation, Fleet Farm, yeah. uh, for uh, uh, for allegedly uh, selling to a, a straw purchaser. I mean, we're, we don't seem to be keeping our eye on the ball until it's... Actually, an election here, L.A. Dang. Imagine that. Politicians oh. only caring about the main issues when an election's uh, uh, a month crazy. away. I feel like that's a, a frequent occurrence. And sadly, I think that uh, we're, we're false with it. It's a false uh, dichotomy that we're faced with right now, whether or not we go after all guns mm, yeah. or we, we, we chastise those with guns and say that they're a part of the problem. I'm sorry, but I don't remember Tim Wall saying that when he was wearing an NRA hat. True. When he was running in CD1. Right. So it, it's all Convenient, based off yeah. of the political, um, the agenda at the moment, which is ever-changing, because now we see every every politician except for maybe Cory Bush that's running away from the defund the police movement. Um, they say divest, they say reallocate, but they, they phrase everything that they're doing or they want to push based off of the rhetoric that's accepted by the masses. And I don't think that that's good, good policymaking either. I don't think that that's a genuine way of being a servant to the people. Um, so when going back to the firearm discussion in that, Let's talk about what we can do right now, because we can't take 430 million guns off the streets. No, no. And if anybody tells you that they can, they're lying to you. Um, what we can do is harden our schools. We can have single points of entry. We could have better security. Um, and we can start to implement some things like Lakeville North and South did in protecting their students with uh, better equipment and, and technology in the classroom. So I, I think that those are the types of conversations that Minnesotans want to have right now. But they're not able to because they're only hearing two sides of the story. They're either hearing the Tucker Carlson talking points or the Rachel Maddow talking points. And if we're all talking to each other in those uh, in those pundit spaces, then I don't think we're going to get to any truth. Oh, that's a, yeah, that's excellent. And I was just thinking of that very thing as you're as you're discussing this now. It's like it, it seems on this issue, you're exactly right. People just talk past each other. I mean, when you make the case of you know single points of entry and, and, and whatnot, and you know, and, and teachers who are legally, who have gone through the process in their private lives to legally obtain a permit to carry, 
and if they want the option to do so. And I think there is already something in place where if the school district gives a teacher permission, they can. Um, I don't know that school districts are incentivized to do it, but they can't. They do have that right. purview nevertheless. But it, it, immediately it turns to, you know, you get the anti-gun side saying, oh, wait, wait, you want to mandate teachers carry guns now? Do they have too much on their plate. Nobody's suggesting that teachers carry guns if they don't want to. We're just suggesting that if there's an option there, it would be an effective deterrent. And it just seems like that's indicative of this culture today. As you alluded to, the Tucker Carlson, Rachel Maddow crowd just yeah. talk past each other. And there doesn't seem to be any middle ground on a lot of these issues. It seems like we arrive to our logic via emotion. Mm-hmm. And yeah. when, when we do that, I, I don't think it's sustainable in large part. I mean, for 200 years, we didn't like our neighbor in this country. We could pack up and head west. Right. There's water on both sides of us. Yeah, right. So we're going to have to figure <laughs> this thing out one way or the other. Otherwise, we're going to see what we saw in 2020 with just these draconian COVID policies. People are going to vote with their feet. And then we're going to start isolating each other um, effectively through through a sense of uh, almost identity politics as well. And that, I don't think that that's a good practice to be in. I don't think that it's a sustainable place for Minnesota to be in. And it, uh, Unfortunately, it's happening right now. When right. we're knocking doors here in 2022, you know, we started to see it a little bit in 2020, but we were talking to folks that were saying, yeah, I used to live in Minneapolis. I got out here because I knew that I wanted my family to be safe. Sure. And now I'm seeing that stuff start to leak over here. That worries them as well. So we just have to start having the longer form uh, discussions like we're doing right now. If we're sitting across from each other, being able to maintain some eye contact and figure out where each other are coming from, I think that that's what Minnesotans want more of. Once again, we are joined in studio by Elliot Engen. He is running for Minnesota House in House District 36A, the new House District 36A, again, covering Lionel Lakes, Centerville, North Oaks, White Bear Township, and Circle Pines. Uh, Elliot, we need to take a quick break. Are you able to hold for uh, one final segment with us? Okay. Again, Elliot Engen is uh, joining us. When we come back, uh, we'll be sure to get his uh, website in as well so you can find out more about his campaign and some of the other salient issues he's hearing from voters in the new 36A. Brad Carlson, The Closer, coming back with one final segment this hour. Go nowhere. AM1280, The Patriot. Salmon fishing in Alaska at an amusement park in Green Bay or taking a stroll through Loring Park. We're where you are. Stream AM1280, The Patriot at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. When your house needs siding, roofing, or windows, you can sit through three long-winded sales calls, or you can schedule a short meeting with me and receive quotes from multiple contractors by email a few days later. Hi, I'm Ryan with My Three Quotes. I've had customers contact me recently saying, I've already received a couple bids. Is it too late to get in on your process? The answer is a huge no. It's not too late. In fact, if you already have bids, I can prove to you how great the prices are through My Three Quotes. I've recently worked with homeowners who received quotes from one of the biggest window companies in town, and they were floored by the prices. I was able to get quotes for them through another major brand with better warranties, better ratings, and best of all, save them thousands of dollars. If you want to make sure you're not paying too much, give me a call and I'll stop by for a short meeting. It's free and there's no obligation to buy. Set up an appointment today at GetMyThreeQuotes.com. That's the number three, GetMyThreeQuotes.com. You don't want your family and assets exposed to lengthy court procedures, public scrutiny, and unnecessary costs and taxes when you pass away. 
Get the critical estate planning information you need, plus a complimentary gourmet meal courtesy of Tram Law Firm, October 13th at Redstone American Grill in Eden Prairie. Patriot listener and attorney Matthew Tram will show you the top 10 estate planning mistakes and update you on changes to Minnesota law regarding strategic planning for the nursing home. No products or services will be sold at the event. Matt's greatest passion is helping you achieve peace of mind when it comes to your estate planning matters. Knowledge is power, so protect your family by attending one of the complimentary informational sessions Thursday, October 13th at Redstone American Grill in Eden Prairie. Two times available, lunch at 1130 or dinner at 6 p.m. Hi, I'm Matt Tram with Tram Law Firm. Register online at tramlawfirm.com or give us a call at 651-967-4151. Mount Calvary Lutheran Preschool in Richfield has been a wonderful place for our children. It's a warm and friendly school, and it's cultivated by teachers who love the Lord. Their kindergarten readiness program is teaching all the fundamentals, numbers, colors, shapes, letters. The flexible programming was a blessing to us, too. We can choose between mornings or afternoons, a few days a week or full-time, plus early drop-off or late pickup. We really couldn't have asked for more. Search for Mount Calvary Preschool Richfield. Join the Patriot Freedom Fan Club for prizes, contests, quizzes, and more. Plus, get exclusive access to pre-sale tickets to events. It's free to join, so visit am1280thepatriot.com today. Hey, welcome back. AM 1280 The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. One final segment this hour with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks, as always, for tuning in. And if you want to join the conversation, check out Twitter. Just use hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N show. Or follow us along on Facebook. Again, go to Facebook.com. Do a search for the Northern Alliance Radio Network and give us a like or a follow if you have yet to do so. Again, joined in studio uh, for this final segment this hour is Elliot Engen. He is the Republican candidate in Minnesota House District 36A which uh, covers Lionel Lake, Centerville, North Oaks, uh, White Bear Township, and Circle Pines, uh, talking about all the issues that he is hearing from voters and how the campaign is faring thus far. And like we do with all of our candidates who come in studio, we like to emphasize that uh, money is not everything, but it is definitely important, particularly in a district like this, a very flippable district, and don't think the DFL doesn't know that, so there has to be uh, some cash to uh, fend off that onslaught. So, Elliot Engen, where can people find out more about your campaign? Well, that's an awesome intro into a selfless pitch, so I appreciate it. Um, it's Uh Two L's and two T's and Elliot, and then a very Norwegian Engen, E-N-G-E-N. Um, you know, we're, we're really focused on the issues that voters genuinely care about, and we want to hear them out first. There's three things that I think politicians need to learn uh, to do more. One is say, I don't know. Two is say I was wrong, and three to use their ears more so than their than their uh, talker. So that's what we're doing right now, and I think voters are receptive to that. Um, it seems like politics is just kind of outraging nowadays, but I think yes, that we can yes. provide some optimism and use tried and true, principled, conservative uh, values when we do so. So I really appreciate that. Yeah, you know, it it, it kind of reminds me of a, uh, a former uh, U.S. senator. Uh, Norm Coleman, whose uh, daughter-in-law is running for re-election in the Minnesota State Senate. Friend of the broadcast, Julia Coleman. Uh, she's terrific. Yeah, she's the best. And one of the things he always used to say is, uh, God gave you two ears and one and one mouth. You use them in proportion, you can learn a lot. So. Amen. Amen to that. <laughs> so again, ElliotEngen.com is the website. I will link to it at my blog, bradcarlson.org, promoting 
uh, today's broadcast, so you can uh, click uh, click it there as well and uh, find out uh, everything about Elliot's campaign and uh, donate button and everything else. Again, we're in the stretch drive, and uh, believe me, every penny will be put to good use from now until Election Day, a uh, little more than four weeks away. Uh, we were talking about a lot of the issues, particularly in the first segment with the Elliott uh, uh, public safety. Obviously, there's some economic issues, pocketbook issues. Now, some of the areas you live in is kind of an interesting area. I mean, when people think North Oaks, they obviously think Upper Crust, and rightly so. Yeah. There's some very fancy homes there, and then you get out more towards uh, Circle Pines, you know, uh, more of a middle-class uh, particular area, so very... Uh, uh, very diverse in terms of economic issues. So, yes. But nevertheless, I have a feeling you're probably still hearing some of the same issues from voters, regardless of where they reside in the district. Well, that's exactly right. I think uh, you can be in any walk of life to recognize that the current day Democrats are out of touch. Um, it seems as if they take the major issues that we're actually facing and they cast them to the side and push a different <laughs> agenda that they think is rooted in compassion. And I don't think that it's compassionate to say we're not going to talk about the economy. We're not going to bring up the fact that we might be looking at a recession here Mm. or we're already in one Mm -hmm. uh, because it doesn't fit our narrative. That's not very compassionate to the single mother who's driving their kids to school and then uh, doing a double shift and having to fill up the gas tank uh, 35 percent more, 50 percent more, whatever it is nowadays, and has to choose between filling the fridge or the gas tank. That's not compassionate. But they're just talking past that person because it it doesn't fit their their narrative. So when we talk to folks in North Oaks, they might be saying, "Yeah, my four hundred one k is a two hundred one k." And if you're talking to somebody in Lionel Lakes, they're going to say, "I I really had to wonder how I was going to be able to pay for all my kids' school equipment this wow. year. There's supplies, and that uh, that's tough. That's a tough conversation to have, and we've heard it a lot. Yeah, obviously, regardless of what walk of life you're in, and, and again, you know, people kind of may be dismissive of those who, you know, are more well-off, like the folks in, in North Oaks, but these people still have worked for what they have, you know. It Amen. may be just in a different venue, and it doesn't mean that they're—and some may be getting close to retirement, as you alluded to. Uh, certainly looking at the uh, retirement statements uh, is, has a tendency to uh, <laughs> uh, be a very uh, harrowing experience, to say the least. Yes. So. Uh, obviously, we've heard about public safety, economic issues. One of the things that I've noticed that uh, the left is really driving hard, whether it's the DFL themselves or you can't uh, log on to a YouTube video right now without the wrong, wrong, uh, what is it, wrong for Minnesota? Extreme. Wrong for Minnesota, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's a drinking game I play. Every time they say extreme, I take a drink, but I make sure it's not alcohol because then I get alcohol poisoning. Yeah, you'd be uh, it, by noon. <laughs> oh, my gosh, yeah. It's just it's just a template for everything. Uh, they just put in the name. It put in a different name, and then they just use the same chanting points. But uh, the abortion issue, obviously the Roe v. Wade decision was handed down by the Supreme Court over the summer, Uh, kicking the issue back to the states where the states can make their own laws regarding abortion. Nothing changes at any of the state levels. And so what these far left surrogates are doing on behalf of DFL candidates are saying if the GOP takes over in St. Paul, they could ban abortion. Well, no, they couldn't. It is a constitutionally protected right. Whether you believe that's right or wrong, that's just a fact. And it's almost as if Elliot Engen uh, these far-left surrogates believe voters are naive or stupid. Also yep. not a very compassionate viewpoint. Yeah, it's very demeaning what they're doing to voters right now. They're telling them that one name on a cookie-cutter ad that they're going to place all across the state is going to take away your right to an abortion. There is nothing that could be further from the truth, first and foremost. And I thought that the democracy died in darkness. Mm-hmm. That's what they love to tout. They love to say that, and democracy is in peril. Um, well, then why don't you tell your voters the truth? 
Why don't you why don't you quit lying to them for clicks, cash, and outrage? Because that's all that they can do right now. And it's the only thing that they're going to talk about because every other policy that they've instituted in the time that they've been in power is not working. So I, I would uh, I would challenge somebody to please come on and uh, be, be honest with the voters. Tell them actually why it is that you're you're fighting for something that has already been fought for. Uh, it it seems very um, it seems disingenuous. Yeah, and and that this does not sound like a movement that is confident in their electoral chances because if you are constantly pushing something that is that is and I'll be generous misleading it's a lie but it, you know but I'm being generous here misleading that tells you that you don't have a, a lot of uh, valued insights on the economy on public safety you know on inflation the things as you alluded to, voters are looking at your literature and saying, yeah, absolutely, these are my top three issues. That, oh, right. that tells me you don't have a coherent strategy to uh, combat these. Well, one of, the, one of the funnier and more ironic things that I've seen this cycle is the campaign literature. And like I alluded before, ours really hasn't changed. It's still the main issues. It's just now they've come to light uh, because they're, they're not looking so hot right now, whether it's education, economy, or public safety. But if you take a look at the DFL strategy, it's to blanket themselves as this idea of a moderate Democrat um, using terminology and phrases like uh, overreaching, stopping overreaching government mandates on bodily autonomy. Mm-hmm. And so they're hoping that that is going to, you know, that's the only thing that somebody reads as they walk the piece of literature to the trash can. And <laughs> right, where, where right. were you guys on vaccine mandates? Yeah. Where were you guys there? Uh, it, it, it's point. very much uh, when the shoe's on the other foot. Uh, then they they love to tout those things, but they were never there when nurses were getting laid off. So I think that uh, people are seeing through it. I think that people want to have longer conversations. They want to see somebody at a door who's genuine with them. Once again, we have been joined in studio by Elliot Engen. He running for Minnesota House in 36A. Again, Elliot with two L's, two T's, ElliotEngen.com. And again, I'll link to it at my blog, bradcarlson.org. Uh, and the post promoting today's broadcast. Elliot, an honor to have you on the broadcast. Best of luck to you in the stretch drive going forward, and uh, look forward to uh, hopefully a victory night party and election night. We appreciate it. Amen. Thank you so much for having me. Hour number one in the books, hour number two coming back in mere moments. AM 12 to the Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. Stay tuned. The secret to the market beat stock pick strategy is so simple, it is going to drive you crazy. Ask yourself, is this current market making you sick? Logging into your brokerage account day after day only to see lots of red? Well, let me tell you a secret. The best stocks to own are the companies that are consistently printing real profits year over year. The crazy thing is that it's even more effective in months like right now. Down markets means everything goes on sale, including these profit printing machines. Want to stop playing the loser's game and guessing what the next hot stock will be? MarketBeat is about to text you our new report. Seven stocks to buy and hold forever when you text the word profit to 68285. These companies print billions each year in profit and show no sign of slowing down. Get your free copy of 7 Stocks to Buy and Hold Forever. Just text PROFIT to 68285. Text the word PROFIT to 68285. Don't wait. This report is only available for a limited time. Text the word PROFIT to 68285. Message and data rates apply. Individual results may vary. Consult with your tax or investment professional. This is Molly Hemingway. In 2020, millions of Americans experienced the most troubling election of their lives. That's why I wrote the book, Rigged 
how big tech, the media, and Democrats seized our elections. I write about Mark Zuckerberg's efforts to take over election operations in key states, how the coronavirus was used to force election laws designed explicitly to help the Democrat Party, and much, much more. It's now in paperback. Don't miss Molly Hemingway's book, Rigged, How the Media, Big Tech, and the Democrats Seized Our Elections. Available wherever books are sold. Hi, this is Joe Cordell with the law firm Cordell & Cordell. When the prospect of divorce becomes a reality, you need a partner that you can count on. If you're a man in this situation, consider contacting Cordell & Cordell. We've helped men navigate complex legal matters for 30 years. Contact Cordell & Cordell to schedule an appointment with one of our firm's Twin Cities attorneys, a partner men can count on, 952-209-2929. Online at CordellCordell.com. Offices in Edina. Has your heater or air conditioner busted? Appliance broken? Computer crashed? Then you need an ARW home warranty. Home system and appliance repairs and replacements can cause stress and cost you thousands of dollars per year. With an A-plus BBB rating and a top-rated home warranty company on Consumer Affairs and Trustpilot, ARW Home provides superior service, featuring the industry's lowest service call fee. ARW Home has warranty plans that cover your kitchen and laundry appliances, heating and air conditioning systems, electrical and plumbing systems, and much more. Call 800-942-1451 to customize your plan. Plus, ARW has partnered with Azurian to protect your new and used tablets, laptops, TVs, and other home tech from accidental damage and wear and tear. All plans come with a 30-day money-back guarantee. Call 800-942-1451 for your free quote. That's 800-942-1451. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.